You're listening to the 40 Days of Praying for Revival Devotion. Revival Reign Day 31 Power The words church and power should be synonymous. Jesus instructed his disciples, Stay here in the city until you are clothed with the mighty power of heaven. Luke 24, 49. In other words, guys, when you go out into the world, I want you to be clothed in power. Don't go anywhere until that happens. Jesus wants his church to be clothed in power, wearing power like a new jacket. He wants us to be attached to it and it to us. Where it goes, we go. Like Joseph's coat of many colors, it should define us and by it we should be known. Paul knew this and he was determined that his ministry would never slip into just wise persuasive words. He didn't want people's faith to rest in his wisdom or anybody else's. He wanted their faith to rest in the living and powerful God. He wanted people to know that the God they believed in is a powerful God. And he wrote to the church in the city of Corinth these words. He said, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4 to 5. When John the Baptist had a moment of doubt, he sent word to Jesus saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And Jesus replied, Go and tell John the things you have seen and heard, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Luke 7 22 to 23. In saying this, Jesus affirmed that the power of God is what authenticated his ministry. He said to another crowd of people that were full of doubts, If I do not do the miraculous works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. John 10, 37-38 The miraculous works were signs pointing to his identity, evidence that proved who he was. The miraculous works supported his claim to be the Son of God and the Messiah. When the early disciples were threatened not to preach the message of Jesus, they prayed as follows, So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us, Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously and stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. At that moment, the earth shook beneath them, causing the building they were in to tremble. And each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit. And they proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. That's Acts 4 verse 29 to 31. Note what they asked for. They asked for power 
from God. Why? The power of God is what proves the message. Power to heal is what demonstrates the love of God. God never intended his church to be just words and no evidence. God's combination is word and works, message and manifestation. They prayed, stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and to move in signs and wonders. If they prayed for this, I think we can too. God answered their prayer as evidence that it is his will. Notice that God stretches his hand of power through us. We are his hands through which his hand of power moves. Think about that. It's like they were praying, put us on like a glove and show the world who Jesus is. When power is missing and all we have to offer lost and sick people is wise words and eloquent thoughts, then revival is what is needed. Revival is pulling out the jump leads, connecting them to the dead battery of a vehicle and giving it a supercharge so the engine can roar again and move forward in power. When we pray, Lord, send revival and start with me, we're saying, we need a jump start, Lord. Our defining attribute is missing. In the Cane Ridge Revival of 1801, a huge crowd came away for a weekend of spiritual renewal. So big was the crowd that there were several preachers set up in different parts of the grounds who would all preach at the same time with the same goal in mind. People would gather around different preachers and listen. Here is James Finley's account of the moment. The noise was like the roar of Niagara. The vast sea of human beings seemed to be agitated as if by a storm. I counted seven ministers, all preaching at one time. Some on stumps, others in wagons, and one on a tree which had in falling lodged against another. I stepped up on a log where I could have a better view of the surging sea of humanity. The scene that then presented itself to my mind was indescribable. At one time, I saw at least 500 people swept down by the power of God in a moment, as if a battery of a thousand guns had been opened on them, and then immediately followed shrieks and shouts that rent the heavens. What happened there? God's power came as the gospel was proclaimed. It came and it authenticated the message. It followed the message like the tails of a coat follow its owner. It knocked hundreds of people off their feet and it knocked the devil out of them, literally, as demons left with screams. The story of James Finley is that he arrived as a curious, backslidden Christian. But after such a power encounter, he went on to become a Methodist minister of great impact. Another witness to the revival said the following, The scene was awful beyond description. The falling, crying out, praying, exhorting, singing, shouting, such new and striking evidences of the supernatural power that few, if any, could escape without being affected. Those who try to run from the power and presence of God were frequently struck on the way or impelled by some alarming signal to return. And so powerful was the evidence on all sides that no place was found for the obstinate sinner to shelter himself. 
Wow, doesn't that sound incredible? This is what happens when God comes near. When we pray for revival, we are asking for God to return to his bride the clothing that has been lost, stolen, or neglected. The clothing of power. We are repenting for being content with human eloquence and good coffee. And we are making space for God's power to come and be manifest amongst us. We are asking to be empowered from on high so that we can do the works of Jesus. Why? So that all the world would know there is a powerful God who loves them. And so we pray, Lord, I bow my heart and I bend my knee. Send revival and start with me. Pour out your spirit in an unprecedented way. May all who hear be saved today. May all who are saved proclaim the way. Lord, send revival and start with me. Thank you for listening to this devotion. We hope you are inspired to keep praying and to keep believing for revival in our days.